God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And good morning. That's uh, This is Scott Adams and the Scott Adams Show. I'm joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So, uh, welcome back. It's been a while. I yeah, think. just two days. When was the last time you were here? Friday. Two days? Well, there was what, a weekend. What is today? What, what is, I'm going to look at my calendar. Today is Wednesday. And you said two days. Yeah, today's Wednesday. Carry and the I, one. And I'm wearing my Wednesday dress yeah, on she Wednesday. Is. <laughs> I've got a dress on. She's got on. the black dress with a white collar and white cuffs. It looks exactly like Wednesday. Wednesday, the character on the Adams family. That's it. So I, I have made up my mind. Otherwise known as Hump Day. <laughs> I have made up my mind that I am only going to wear this dress on Wednesdays. <laughs> so Wednesday dress on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't have Tuesday, Friday, Thursday, and whatever the it other days are. It is a lovely dress. Are you going to be in D.C. again today? I or? will be in D.C. today, yes. All right. Well, um, all right. So, you know, there's a lot of media talking about what happened in Pennsylvania yesterday with Alito. But, you know, it turns out that uh, what what actually happened yesterday with Alito wasn't exactly what the media was talking about. Right. I mean, what what actually happened didn't happen. Right. So according to Jenna Ellis, the reporter, there was an important point that the reporters missed. The Supreme Court only denied emergency injunctive relief in the order it did not deny certification and that and and again if you look at the onslaught of coverage of what was going on in pennsylvania it made it sound like okay it's all over in pennsylvania there's no hope which was completely wrong and but again this is the same liberal bias that we've been seeing on just about every issue for the past four years, but uh, but it's been particularly exacerbated in the last uh, few weeks since we had the election. Every instance in which the there is some type of recount or some type of revisiting of the results because of the confirmed fraud that we have seen in these various states, you, you have the media very quickly, you know, all jumping on the bandwagon to suddenly say, it's been thrown out. Okay, it's been so many times. And once again, Trump didn't prevail. A lot of this is, folks, 
fake news because the efforts are still happening. It's not over. It's not over. No, it's not over at all. Um, this guy, uh, uh, um, Code, uh, Code Monkey, I think is his name. Let's you see. know, some of these people have these interesting handles. Yeah, he he has a he has a he has an interesting handle. I think his, his name is Ron. Right, Ron. Ron but at it's Code, Code Monkey Z with a Z at the end. Justice Alito denied the Pennsylvania mail-in ballots injunctive relief request. Injunctive relief is generally only granted when there is no other remedy available. The Texas case recently filed supersedes the mail-in ballots injunctive relief request which was just denied. So that's what was denied, injunctive relief. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what that, I just that, said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the... And Mike Kelly is still, you know, pursuing his suit. The suit is still before the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania. I, yes. And I want to read uh, uh, Jenna Ellis's tweet. She said, important, in all caps, she said, in, with a little red... Siren. I actually just read Jenna's tweet. Uh, you did, you just read that one. I did when we opened the show. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was. You know what I was doing? I was looking up my quote. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, what my mother said. She said that it's interesting. People really don't listen. You know why they don't listen? Because they're formulating their response. And when yeah, you have, that's and, not a good idea. And which is not a good idea because people are already thinking about what they're going to say before they fully heard it. And if you ever noticed when you who see, said that. My mother said that. But yeah, I'm but sure. your mother also said this. What did she say? When she was talking about the third candidate in the 2016, J- 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 uh, Johnson, whatever. Yeah, Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. When, he, when uh, the person on MSNBC said, What is Aleppo? Well, he said or, to yeah. the person, um, He Mar- says, Tell me about Aleppo. Mike Barnacle said to him, What are you going to do about Aleppo? And he said, What's Aleppo? And he goes, Are you kidding me? He goes, No, what's Aleppo? And then my mother's comment was, well, well, first of all, when I was reiterating the story to her, she didn't even know about it. She said, yeah, he said something about some international thing. And then I said, no, mom, he didn't know where Aleppo was. <laughs> and she said, what? And she goes, well, why didn't he just pretend he didn't have his e- earpiece in? Yeah, why, why didn't he just <laughs> <laughs> So your mom, <laughs> you know, but, but uh, to, uh, to share a little inside uh, info, info on her, her mom, she was in the actor's studio with Marilyn Monroe. Right, and Jane and she Fonda. Was, she was actually a uh, an actor in many movies, like Godfather 3, um, uh, the Hitchcock film North by Northwest. Where she did a piece of business with the star. Yeah, piece of business with the star, uh, Cary Grant. Uh, so and, and put your mom on the phone with Cary Grant. And put my grandmother on the phone uh, with grandmother, Cary Grant. Yeah, your grandmother on the phone with Cary Grant, and your grandmother was like, why didn't you let me know that you were going to? <laughs> I, you know, I would have been. Well, I wanted to be prepared ahead of time. But anyway, getting getting back to what we're saying, I mean, the the point is, the only thing that happened was the injunctive relief was denied, the certification was not denied, and Mike Kelly is still pursuing this case in the Supreme Court. But a lot of people are saying that this Texas case is going to be bigger because, um, where you know, Ron was basically saying that. Uh, or Code Monkeys was basically saying that, you know, there was another avenue for this case. Why take up this this one when we're going to be getting this one? And the Supreme Court took the case. Yeah. So that is a big deal. That that's a huge deal. Right. And um, 
And this is what uh, Attorney General um, Ken Paxton from Texas said. In case you missed it, today I sued Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin for exploiting the COVID-19 pandemic to justify ignoring federal and state election laws and unlawfully enacting last-minute changes, thus skewing the results of the 2020 general election. That's a big deal, folks. Yeah. And you know what? Um, We've seen this over the last few months where we get a bunch of these conservative attorney generals from different states. We've had a number of them on our show. Like we had the attorney general from Georgia. We had the attorney general from Louisiana. I think we did. We did try to get Kim Paxton. We haven't uh, we haven't had him on yet. But, you know, we've had a lot of these people come on and they all get behind an issue when one person you know, goes, you know, pursues a particular issue, they suddenly band behind him or her. And so we're we're seeing that we're going to see more and more of this with these types of situations. Well, and here's the beauty of the populace. uh, Well, here's the beauty of our republic. Here's the beauty of democracy in action is winners usually win and uh, popular opponents, popular people usually uh, get people to stand behind them. The, the the problem for Trump is he's he's a little bit of an anomaly. He's a he, he was loved, he was revered, he was popular for fifty years before he ever took office. Fifty. Fifty years. He's been surrounded by gold, celebrities, airplanes, jets, helicopters. He's been doing it all. And fifty years. And he walks into the White House, and you know they were talking uh, about Bob Hope, and his saying is like, you know, what do you, what do you want me to do? Downsize? Yeah. You know, Bob Hope was trying to say he's too big to be a president, right? Yeah. Um, but the idea is that Trump walked into the White House knowing full well exactly what was expected of him, was totally ready for the game, and. You know, had his own security detail, had his own video surveillance systems from his casinos, knew everything about the plane systems because he owned an airline. He he was uh, engaged with uh, pro sports because he owned a pro sports team in the USFL. Um, so he's done everything. Uh, he knows showbiz. He knows how to look into the camera. He knows lighting. And he knows presentation. And people forget how important that is for being a president. That was a big challenge when presidents first started having well, to do television single, addresses. And every single thing he did is paying off dividends yeah. now. And the reason why I bring all that up is not just to you know sh- shoot the crap you know about it, but. Um, no, there there are several states that are joining Texas. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why, it's not so much because they want to take a risk and walk on the high wire or put their career in jeopardy. There are some people that truly love their country and want to fight for their country and understand what's at stake. Yes. But there are also other people that don't. Uh believe all those things I just said, but understand that we're in a populist society where if they don't get on the train, they're going to be left behind. Right, the train will leave. And and this train is a train to success for a lot of people. If, If you could see clearly, if you're a Republican, you get on this train and you run it and you stand for something. You know, one of the best things that I saw recently was... 
when Trump said uh, in a speech, he said certain people, he said, when given a chance to be courageous, you, you should be courageous. Yeah. You know, you should take that chance. You know, not everybody gets a chance in life to be, and I, I think I might be misquoting, uh, I forget who this might be, but um, but not everybody in, in this world gets a chance to be a hero. Not everybody in this world gets a chance or an opportunity to wrestle in the biggest arena, to perform uh, in the biggest arenas. You know, it's a dream. And what comes with that is the word gratitude, right? And that's what Carol Sanderson always says. He says, you know, uh, I teach my young kids how to be have fun with the process and how to have gratitude with the opportunity because not everybody gets to wrestle at the top of the game, right? And not everybody life. gets to to perform under the spotlight with the biggest crowds. And in this case, not everybody gets to be part of history and and make a difference and, oh. and make a change, make a change into our our country like like Benny Franklin did, or like uh, a lot of these great, you know, Thomas Jefferson, uh, George Washington. And at the time, they didn't even know that they were making history. They, they, they just, they, they just this knew was their they present time. They knew they had they, to deal with the challenges of their day. They were all in their with their day. chips. They put them all in, and they said, it's do or die. And literally, do or die meant you either win or you die. Right, and, okay. and you know what? They say that you don't know a presidency until it's over. And it That's won't right. be in, until many years later, yeah. until I, the pr- President Trump's presidency, whether it's one term, two term, or there's somebody in between, until it will be many years before that assessment is complete. We might not even be alive when that happens. So Alan West said that the Republican uh, Party, Texas state leader, went on to discuss today's te- Texas lawsuit against Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania at the Supreme Court. And he said there are several states that are going to be involved. And they are Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi, South Carolina, and South Dakota. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. And what seven, do they eight. all have in common? They all have Republican attorney generals. Well, that's true. But there's 20, <laughs> 23 of those. Or yeah. There's, uh, yeah, 23 yeah. Um, states with... Um, with conservative attorneys generals, and one is in uh, one is just a newly elected person. So, I, I just think we need to get Florida and some bigger states in some states that are less. Uh, and this uh, has d- been well, a, less uh, less this has been less, a, bit, a bit of a coordinated effort because you're uh, seeing this on a lot of issues. I want to get a state that's less partisan. Yeah, that's what I want to say. And and uh, maybe Mississippi, maybe Florida would be a good example of that. Um, but New Hampshire happens to have a conservative yeah. um, a, a state attorney general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can get – but they were saying if you can get at least five states, you know, to do that, yeah, uh, it would be compelling. Because what are you going after? You're going after four states, right? Mm-hmm. You're going after – again, you're going after um, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, right? Yeah. And so if you have 10 states going after that, right, that, that's a really big deal. 
So I, I think that's important. Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi, South Carolina, South Dakota. That's nine. I want ten. I want ten states. Mm-hmm. Call your local governments across the country and demand that they stand for this president because this is a moment in time when we have an opportunity for gratitude. We have an opportunity to play under the big lights. We have an opportunity to win the biggest game of the year. Right. We have the biggest, uh, biggest fight in front of us and we need to win it because <clears throat> as I've been saying all week, that marathon runner, you know, won the race, right? They, they, when two marathon runners are running and one skips through the park and cuts a mile, shaves a mile off of their, their, their run, they save themselves six minutes if the average uh, run is six minute miles and they lose by two minutes, mm-hmm. meaning that they would have won by four minutes. And we all know the argument. The argument is: What if you twisted? What, what if you twisted your ankle in a pothole? Yeah. If you're racing hard, um, you know anything could have happened to you, and so we can't guarantee that you would have actually prevailed. Well, that's. But that. the fact is, the end result is the end result, and you got to play this to the end. And the courts need to understand that there was fraud in here, right? And you and know, that how- just as much as the you know when they uh, flip some of these votes, if they say that these votes were unconstitutional. And then the left is going to say, you're disenfranchising all these minority votes. And you're going to say, well, look, there was too much fraud. And every time there was fraud, it disadvantaged, disenfranchised a legitimate vote. Exactly. And, you know, there's a, there's a very good article on Breitbart by Joe Pollack, and he says it very clearly. Go ahead. And I, I just want to read a couple yeah. lines from it. Texas argues that these states, meaning uh, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, the te- Texas argues that these states violated the elector's cause of the Constitution because they made changes to voting rules and procedures through the courts or through executive actions, but not through the state legislatures. That's the key point is that the changes were made through um, the courts or through executive actions, but not through the state legislatures, which is the actual process. Additionally, Texas argues that there were differences in voting rules and procedures in different counties within the states, violating the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. Finally, Texas argues that there were voting irregularities in these states as a result of the above. So in this one paragraph that I've read to you there are three major issues going on you've got the fact that the uh, process wasn't followed uh the changes were not made through the state legislatures as they should have been there were variations in the different counties within the different states so there wasn't um adherence to the constitution's equal protection clause and then on top of that because of all the first two items there were voter irregularities so you know this is a situation this is a cauldron of problems and we need to go back and you know kudos to ken paxton and the other attorney generals that are joining with him because we can't stop we have to pursue this you know this has to be um addressed in the court in the courts if necessary to go forward with it but we cannot allow procedural errors procedural fraud in our election process that's exactly right 
That's exactly right. Now, we want to focus also on uh, Georgia because Georgia, well, that was Pennsylvania that, you know, Alito, the media totally misrepresented what Alito did, and we covered that. But, um, you know, and that did concern me because, you know, as I was saying yesterday, uh, there are three things in place. There are three things. Um, And that is that Arizona has officially declared that Arizona is a a, a contested state. Mm -hmm. That's a gray state, okay? Meaning that nobody's won that state now. Okay, that's Arizona. So, that, so, so, any points that were given to Biden have been taken out of his box. Yes, exactly. And you know, and Georgia, I think, is going to flip because Georgia is so riddled with fraud and treason. And this is related to the Lee family and the Chinese influence in in Georgia, and the Georgia Business China. Okay, that website. Yeah. And everything that was involved with the. Uh, what Pompeo said yesterday, or, well, not yesterday, I played yesterday what Pompeo said over the summer, mm-hmm. and that was that that you know when he was talking to the governors in the room, he was saying that you all are graded by China as to how favorable you are and receptive you are to doing business with China, mm-hmm. and we have a cheap. A sheet, a cheat sheet, you know, basically that tells us, you know, how favorable you are with China. And just realize that when you go to these parties and these events and Chinese people of influence come to you and make you promises, be careful who you're dealing with, because it could be a wolf in sheep's clothing, wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, it's sort of like the honey trap, right? You walk into a bar and some beautiful redhead comes up to you and you're like, wow. Might be my lucky night, you know. Uh-huh. I I knew I felt pretty good, but you know, I feel really good now. And this this girl likes me, and um, it's like if it's too good to be true, and if it normally doesn't happen, it probably is a setup. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing, you know. We have family and government in high places, and uh, we've talked about this a little bit. And it happens in real world, real life. Yeah. It does actually happen. You, you know what you see in the movies, what you see on some of these TV shows, these things what actually do, do in, happen. In, in those high places, you don't even go to those bars. You don't even go to those places because you'll be in a trap. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, so that's part of it. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, uh, he said that to the governors. That he knew something. Pompeo knew what was going on then? And when our CIA and our FBI and our DOJ closed down the Chinese consulate and embassies uh, in Houston, and then at the same time, there was these uh, uprisings and everybody was saying that uh, what we were talking about then was that there, the spying and the, uh, the reason why we closed that down was they were inspiring and financing and funding and coordinating out of Houston and elsewhere in California, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And Antifa.com goes to JoeBiden.com. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. type it in to your URL and you'll see. And BlackLivesMatter.com, the donate button goes to Act Blue. So the NBA has chosen 
to align themselves with China and finance one party in America. They're a one-party country. They're a one-party one country supporting entity, NBA. The NBA, LeBron James, like the guy that's about as dumb as a piece of stone, um, wants to talk politics, but he's about as dumb as a rock. He's the one that, you know, believed that Mike, Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot. He believed it. Mm-hmm. He was gullible. He was stupid. And he did that. And he spread a bunch of lies. Did Twitter actually, you know, correct him on that? Did they yeah. shut his account down? Yeah. No. Nope. They didn't. And, you know, the whole hands up, don't shoot thing never got anybody banned from Twitter. But it was wrong. It wasn't even true. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist group that's, that's, that's a fundraiser. And they, they raised hundreds of millions of dollars for Act Blue. That went straight to Biden. And Biden can say all he wants. Well, I didn't know anything. Well, of course you don't know anything, Biden. You should have just left it at that and stopped. But, you know, he's corrupt as can be with Ukraine. Corrupt as can be with his son, Hunter, in China. Corrupt as can be in Romania and elsewhere. And he's all about pay-to-play politics. Nobody was inspired to vote for Biden. He didn't get 80 million votes. And in addition to all of that, in the summer, Pompeo called out the governors and our government, Trump's government, Trump's administration and the CIA and the FBI and the DOJ closed down China's embassy uh, or consulate, whichever it was, in Houston. And it was there that Brian Kemp met with the Lee, one of the Lee, members of the Lee family. And then they met up again in Atlanta and they started this organization called Georgia Business China. And that domain is registered to a Lee member, family member. And the Lee family members are buying up all kinds of things in our country. I look at it almost akin to a monopoly. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking yesterday about unintended consequences where with Clint, the Clinton administration, three strikes you're out. They, they, they meant well, but they weren't thinking. Well, and there were a and, lot of people that wanted to open up trade with China, wanted to improve China in their various port cities across the country. Why? We even know, I, well, never, I never did. We, well, and we, I never did. I always knew that they were a threat. Well, always. The, I, well, we, I don't think we realized it no, to the I extent did. that we... Well, maybe maybe you did, but I think there was a big push on chi- relationships with China. You can't deny that. That NAFTA, was something that was NAFTA, talked for about example, a lot. Was, it was, was the beginning of the... Uh, was was the beginning of the uh, heyday for China, yeah. and that's because we we actually thought we were catering to Canada and and there was and, a big Mexico. focus. There was also a big focus on students <clears throat> learning Mandarin. There was a big fo- you know there was it, there was a a love affair with China going on. Yeah, and then and then we have then we go and we have this whole situation with the coronavirus. And you and I talked about this very early on that these viruses could be perceived as some intended bio, some intended biological warfare. Right, right. That's, a, that's exactly right. Now, I do see the caller. We're going to pick that caller up in just a minute. We're just going to finish this out. Um, but the, uh, the China part is, is, is that we, we, we gave them way too much, right? But now they, they've come in and they've done the COVID thing. They've used it 
uh, to infect our elections. They've used it to to do a lot of things. Um, but uh, what where we need to go now is we need to look at the treason, at the potential for treason uh, in Georgia and realize that these governors sold out. The unintended consequence that I was trying to get out there, like where Clinton had three strikes you're out, resulted in um, parent, you know, uh, fatherless homes. Yeah. Right. That that was the that was the yeah. byproduct of three strikes you're out. Exactly. In urban cities, and it really hurt the black community in in these major cities. And everybody blames Clinton, but you know, at the time, you know, you, you kind of look at it and you say. Get tough on crime and it's going to be great. But at the time, you know, but it, he had good intentions sometimes, you know. But that unintended consequence of three strikes you're out was, was terrible for the black community. Well, I believe Trump had his unintended consequence. And that was when he got tough with China, and he was tough with China, he brought this on himself to a certain extent because China's reaction to that, their counterpunch to the Trump being tough with China was that they decided that to work with states. They used our Achilles heel against us. They started working with swineless, spineless swines is what I want to say. And like Brian Kemp, who sold out America by creating um, leaks in the ar- armor. And so they, the states have an inherent independence and independence from federal government. And China was smart enough. They knew our system well enough. And we have too many perks and too many leaks and too many too many things mm-hmm. that, that you know our democracy is fragile and can be easily exploited and tricked up. And uh, and that's why we need rules. That's why we need voter ID. That's why we need video surveillance in every every election booth. That's why we need paper ballots. That's why we can't go to the computer. And that's why we can't do the things that they were proposing to do. But the Democrats have sold out America. If we could have just done it right, it would have been a nice system. Just don't cheat. The honor system. You know that newspaper, you know how the newspapers, you put a quarter in, it used to be. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean, oh, you mean that the newsstands where you open yeah, it up? Yeah, it used to be you'd put a quarter in a machine, you'd open the door, right, in, in New York or wherever, right? Well, and you, you would grab one paper. Too, now, you could grab ten but and people sell now, nine. But people now just grab them all. Well, they uh, do. They still do that. They uh, still have. Yeah. They still have them. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if they've had them in but, the last you know, you few get months. The idea. Of you COVID. open the door. You pull out one paper, right? And you, that was the honor system. It was the honor system. Or what about and, and what my, about the um, shopping saying, shopping carts? You I, know, you'd get a cart. You'd get a quarter to get a shopping cart, uh, and then you and then you and then to then when you were done with the cart, you'd return it. You get your quarter back. That's you know? not, yeah, but that's not the same thing as I'm talking about. I'm talking about trust. <laughs> You're talking about trust. Well, in this that, case, the shopping demanded, carts, they don't trust you. you. Don't, they give you the quarter. You have to give the quarter. You, you have to put the quarter in. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. No, the point is. Are you hitting your head? <laughs> it's exa- the point is, uh, the yeah, some of these things are built on trust. And the Democrats have violated that trust. You know, so they're the person that puts a quarter into the paper, opens the door and grabs the whole, you know, all 10 papers. Right. And they sell nine of them. And now they got their paper for free. Right. Right. They sell all nine of them for, you know, 10, 10 cents. 
Yeah. You know, and uh, whatever. You know, the point is, is that we had a trustworthy honor system, but the Democrats exploited it for power. Uh, they exploited it for power, and then they're the ones who put all the excessive regulation in because they know human nature, and they and they know that it's uh, their people who are likely to, to violate. We got to get most. back to it because that's what China did. They counteracted uh, the Trump, you know, tough stance, and I believe that they launched this COVID on purpose. Whether it was leaked out by mistake and it was then exploited as an opportunity, like never let a, a tragedy go to waste. Uh, it was either that or they maliciously engineered a, uh, a virus that was not spread ab- among humans that came from bats, like the woman uh, that was on Tucker about six months ago said. And it was engineered to uh, go from person to person and airborne. And uh, they spread it around the world. Um, but right now, it's not killing anybody because Giuliani, for example, comes out of the hospital smoking a cigar and holds a show yesterday. Yeah. Now, this is a guy that's long in the tooth, right? He's elderly. And, you know, he's not the healthiest guy. And he got COVID and it didn't phase him. What the hell are we shutting down for? Yeah. Right? If Co- if, if Christy, Christy and, and Giuliani can take it, right. I don't know what the threat is that yeah. anymore. You know, I remember hearing those stories. It was like a thousand pounds crushing down on my chest. I thought I was going to die. I took hydroxychloroquine yeah. and saved my life. It, none of that; those stories are happening anymore. I, it almost makes me feel like it's fiction. And everybody thinks Fauci is the god, right? Fauci is a piece of dirt. He's a dirtbag, Fauci. I can't stand that guy. I think he's just the biggest buffoon on the planet. And Fauci is one of these guys... Where he said, I don't see any need to wear a mask. No one should wear a mask. And then he says, we all should wear a mask. We should wear a mask for life. You know, and it's just crazy stuff. I think Biden was saying, if I were president, I'd make everybody wear a mask for 100 more days. Well, thank God he's not going to be president. You know, that's all I can say about that. All right, see, two callers. We're going to take the first caller. Uh, that has been waiting the longest. And caller, uh, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, yes. Oh, yes. I had two fast things. This is Anita from Monterey. I just uh, did, I just sent you uh, the clip of Cynthia Johnson where she's threatening everybody. And I was just wondering if you think that's really, refresh, ha- that it hasn't been dubbed. Refresh my and memory if it is about true, Cynthia Johnson. Who is, then, who is Cynthia Johnson for our audience? I'm sorry, What? Yeah, Cynthia Johnson. I'm I'm just drawing a blank. I, I know as soon as you say it, I'm going to. Oh, oh she's a representative, representative from Michigan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She's that. And she's that blonde-haired, shaved in any way, woman. Yeah, she's yeah. the one who criticized yeah. Giuliani's yeah. 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 voter fraud um, claim. I'm getting the feedback, so I'm going to hurry up and say this. Okay. Um, also, if it is true, then we need to start calling DHS, uh, the district attorney in Michigan, and we need to start complaining that she has threatened us. Um, and if they get enough complaints, maybe they'll do something because they always get away with threatening and they never get any consequences. Another, one other fast, fast thing is, um, this, this is just a little challenge. Call up your hospitals around you and see if they're hiring any RNs or respiratory techs. Guess what? They're probably not. Matter of fact, they're cutting back on them. So if this pandemic is so bad, why would they be doing that? 
Why would just, they not be demanding? Yeah, why would that. that not be welcoming oh. more people to help them out? It, yes. And then oh, one more fast thing is, and I know you know this because Paul Preston, is, he warned everybody on this, is the, um, the governor here in California, actually it was the governor before this one, he gave all the CalPare money, the invest, you know, the investment money and all that that pays the retirement for the people of California. It's now all that money's in China. I just wonder how many other states did that, and they're basically owned now by China because all China has to do is say, "Hey, we're not giving you any more uh, of the interest or investments money, so you can pay your retirees." If you kind of know what I'm trying to say, there, I'm not, yeah. a, you know, my. My assistant, actually, my attorney, she's a CPA who handles everything for us. Um, she brought that up, and I thought, oh my gosh, I just S- wonder. Say that last bit again, uh, that last point that you made. I, I kind of missed a part of it. Okay. The, all the CalPERS, which is the uh, retirement money that pays the uh, people who work, I guess, for the state and the counties in California, all that money has been invested in China now. Governor Brown did that. And so basically California, you know, I don't know how better way to say this, but the governor now of California, China has him in a vice, basically. Well, that's like what we did with China's um, laws Iran. We, we seized are very, their, we seized their you wealth. you invest anything in China, you don't. they don't have to give you your money back. That's right. That's right. We uh, we actually so, did, we actually did something exactly, to that so, effect in, with Iran. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. So so I just wonder these other states if their governors if their money you know their retirement plans is not over there in China also. And I tried to find it on the internet anything, but I couldn't. That's scary. Maybe I just don't know how to do it. But uh, I'm not a big tech person, but. The, like I said, our CPA, she's also an attorney, and we just went and saw her, and she brought that up. And I just wonder about that. So anyway, I'm going to let you go because I know you have another caller. Okay. Thank you, Anita. Thanks, Anita. I hope, I hope you good, both have a very lovely day. Have you a great too. day in Monterey. Okay. Okay, right. yes. Yeah, so if you look at that, what I just sent you, that text on Cynthia uh, Johnson, it's like only like 18 seconds long, but she's definitely threatening all right. She Thank is, you. I mean, she's really she's really threatening. Okay. Right. Thank there, you. There's a case there. All right. Um, have you ever been to Monterey? Yes, briefly. Is it nice? It's nice. I, w- I was in, when I was in California, I think I was there for just a few I am hours. I so, like, I don't, uh, you know, I, I have so limited experience with California. I've been to LAX. <clears throat> That's it. And I skied from Tahoe. Into California. I've only been to California maybe three or four times. Yeah. I, I need to do, I need to get Californicated a little bit. You know, I don't know. Is it it's a good state? Uh, no, of course it's a good state. No, I, I've like, I'd like okay. to go back to California. All right. All right. Well, Jeannie's on, on the line. Let's see. Well, I'm clicking a button and uh, there it is. Jeannie, you're on the air. Good morning. Yes, I saw the, the Twitter that Anita is. Um, referring to that mean, mean Michigan woman, and um, I will follow up with what Anita Anita said. And um, I want to tell your listeners I sent you this in a in a messenger, Scott, but I'm sure you were preparing for this morning and didn't see it. But there's a YouTube 
Chinese professor talks about Wall Street and Biden. This happened on November 28th. And I tried to put it to your page just now as, as we were talking because it's so pertinent. But um, this China stuff has been going on a lot longer than what we think. And I watched that Pompeo event that you played yesterday. I watched that live in August. And yeah. it was chilling the way those senators and congressmen, whoever they were, just sat up and took notice when he gave them what for. But on this little video clip, it's in Chinese. This um, professor is talking to his Chinese audience, and then it is translated. And so I wrote it all down. So I won't read the whole thing, but it's, um, he talks about why is it between 1992 and 2016 we resolved all our issues with the U.S. very, very quickly? Uh, and then he names all of the Chinese crisis that they were able to resolve within two months. Then he says, now I'm going to drop a bomb because we had people up there in America's core service circle of power. We have some old friends, and the Chinese government has made friends in plain and simple language during the last three to four decades. We took advantage of America's core circle. As I said, the Wall Street has have, have over powerful influence over America's domestic and foreign affairs since the 1970s. We used to rely heavily on them. Problem is, they've been declining since 2008, most importantly since 2016. The Wall Street couldn't control Trump because awkwardly there was a soft breach of contra um, contracts between them, which made them enemies. He meaning Trump and the former people mm. that controlled the U.S. Mm. And then he says, I won't go into details because we'll run out of time. But in the U.S.-China trade war, they tried to help, meaning the old U.S. people. Right. My friends in the U.S. told me they tried to help, but they couldn't in America's core circle of power. So all the elites worked on electing a new president. The traditional elites, political elites, the establishment, they have a close relationship with Wall Street. You all heard that Trump said Biden's son has securities companies all over the world. Problem came when Trump was elected, and then it, they, they cut it off then. So then the narrative, whoever put it up, said that the media was not allowed to let any of that Biden, um, Hunter Biden stuff out because they couldn't let any of the media watchers see any of that. Wow. But this has been going on so long. Yes. So I posted that to your to your Facebook. It wouldn't take, so I put it in the comment on your last post. And I didn't I, I just did it as I was listening to Anita. I'll look just for it, Jeannie. If anybody wants to see that. Okay. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you so much for uh, sharing yeah. that with us. And I will look for it and I'll probably report on it tomorrow. Um but uh Thank you so much for that. Okay? Yeah. All right, Have take a great care. Day. All right. This is scary, but we're taking we're taking we're care. We're fighting of it. the good fight. All right, take care. Yep.
And, uh, you know, I want to play, the, I have two clips and we're running out of time. And I, I wanted to play two clips that Trump had, uh, President Trump has posted on, on his Twitter feed. One was of Tucker Carlson, who, again, I don't have Fox News anymore. Um, but, and the other was from One America News. And, and uh, uh, who's the, uh, the, the, the great woman that uh, Chanel Rion. Yeah. So we're going to try to get to both of those uh, if we can. Um, the only problem is we're running out of time and I did want to share these. So let's hit the play button here. Tonight with the evidence, with a remarkable video. This video was recorded a little over a week ago on November 28th. The man you're about to see speak is a professor from Beijing called Di Dong Cheng. The video comes from an appearance that he made on a Chinese television show about Wall Street and international trade. This is exactly what Cheney Di Dong Cheng about, works right? at Renmin University in Beijing. He is also, like so many in academia in China, a servant of his country's government. This video was deleted from Chinese social media soon after being uploaded, and there's a reason for that, as you'll see. Okay, so it says, so why can't we fix the Trump administration? ...a of his country's government. This video was deleted from Chinese social media soon after being uploaded, and there's a reason for that, as you'll see. The Trump administration is in a trade war with us. So why can't we fix the Trump administration? Why between 1992 and 2016 did China and the U.S. use to be able to, no matter be in the, the bombing of the embassy, the crashing of the plane, we fixed everything in two months. I'm going to throw out something, maybe. It's just because of people at the top, at the top of America's core inner circle of power and influence. We have our old friends. There's a lot of garbage floating around the internet right now, a lot of fake things. That video is real, and those subtitles are accurate. We checked today with two different Chinese speakers and confirmed that. What he just said, what you just read on the screen, tells the story. This is as close to a smoking gun as we have ever seen. Quote, we so have is, people at the China top of America's core inner circle of power and influence. Our infrastructure, According to the man you just saw, that has been true for decades. So who are these people and how many of them work in our media and in our government? Well, he didn't say precisely. At one point in the video, he described a Chinese agent working as a vice president at, quote, a top Wall Street financial institution. I can't say more, he explained, and without you know making political this? trouble. You know where I'm playing this Di Dong Sheng did Trump's tell his Twitter audience page. that one right. agent it's in like particular Trump was especially useful. He goes this. on at some length about her. He describes her as an American who's lived abroad for many years, who is now a Chinese citizen. And this seems to baffle him a little bit. The Chinese government doesn't allow dual citizenship. Why would they? Why would anyone? Di Zhongsheng seems pleased that the U.S. government is foolish enough to allow it. He explains that this American agent, who lives at least part of the year in Beijing, helped the Chinese government with a propaganda operation in the city of Washington in 2015. And he goes on to describe that in some detail. And to, to Terry's point, Tucker Carlson is talking, but he, he played the uh, China video, but t uh, Trump retweeted 
the Tucker Carlson thing. The Obama administration was easy to manipulate, he suggests. They helped. The Chinese had many friends among the Obama people. The problem came when Donald Trump was elected. After that, he says, everything changed. All right, so I'm going to translate this again. And uh, it says, we have been utilizing the core power of the United States. As I said before, since the 1970s, Wall Street had a very strong influence on uh, domestic and foreign affairs of the United States. So we had a channel, but the problem started in 2008, and more importantly, after 2016, with Trump. Wall Street can't fix Trump. So Trump had a previous soft default issue with Wall Street. So there was a conflict between them. But I won't go so during the U.S.-China trade war, they, Wall Street, tried to help. And I know that my friends on the U.S. side told me that they tried to help. But they couldn't do much. Since the 1970s, he said, and he's an economics professor, you should know, Wall Street has had enormous influence over the way the United States government operates, over American policy. The Chinese government, he says, has enormous influence on Wall Street. And that arrangement worked very well for a long time. Then Donald Trump unexpectedly was elected in 2016, and Wall Street was infuriated. Wall Street can't fix Trump, he said, but they tried. And this solves the mystery. If you're wondering why our political class has stood by and allowed the Chinese government to degrade this country and our way of life, why they've stood by as the Chinese government has flooded the United States with deadly opioids that have killed hundreds of thousands of people, or have stood by as the Chinese government ripped off billions in intellectual Four property from our companies, our pop, the there's world. your answer. Earlier this year, the chairman of Harvard's chemistry department was arrested for taking $50,000 a month from the Communist Party of China in return for sending secrets and referring top scientists to Beijing. It barely rated as a scandal. You may not even be aware it happened. Why? Because so many are on the take, in effect. Donald Trump was an impediment to this very lucrative arrangement. And for that reason, Di Zhongsheng explains in the video, America's most powerful elites, and he calls them that, got to work on electing a new president. Again, read the words at the bottom of your screen as he speaks. But now we are seeing Biden was elected. The traditional elite, the political elite, the establishment, they're very close to Wall Street, so you see that, right? Trump has been saying that Biden's son has some sort of global foundation. Who helped him, Biden's son, build the foundations? Got it? There are a lot of deals in all of these. Then so, as the time. 
Oh, Donald Trump, he notes, because the Chinese do pay close attention to what we say here. Donald Trump has complained about Hunter Biden and his ties to the Chinese government. Those are real, he just confirms. So now you know why you weren't allowed to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Why big business aligned as one, the tech companies and the rest, right. to suppress that, that story. That interesting? Because they yes, were implicated very interesting. In Back in October, we interviewed a man called Tony Bobolinsky. We interviewed him because no one else Bobolinsky would. Bobolinsky who? Tony Bobolinsky was a business partner of the Bidens. Here's what he told us about China. And in a document that you guys have, and uh, I think it's been provided to, you know, to the world, the Chinese referenced that because of their trust in uh, the Biden family, that Chairman Yi and Director Zhang are uh, excited about moving forward in this. And in that document, they referenced loaning $5 million to the BD family. Right. The BD family is the Biden family. What are the implications of this going forward? If Joe Biden is elected president, which could very well happen. How does this constrain his ability to deal with China? Are you asking for my personal I opinion? I am. I'm asking for your opinion as someone who's worked with the Chinese. So I think Joe Biden and the Biden family are compromised. I think Joe Biden and the Biden family are compromised with China. Looks like he was right about Well, that should make you feel good. Right? Well, that seems to be the understatement of the year that they're compromised by China. And as we and you know, and as we look at the names that Biden is releasing for everything, there is everybody's a swamp creature. That's happening with every single situation and then you add the fact that it's clear that he is very compromised on a lot of other fronts. You know, it it's every bit of uh an a motivator for us to continue the fight to explore this election and make sure the truth is unearthed so i want to thank marty warden uh who tweeted in and he said he tweeted and he said scott monterey sits on the ocean and is one of the most beautiful and scenic places on earth you can follow marty at at marty underscore warden w-a-r-d-e-n and uh thank you for that marty follow marty warden <laughs> a friend of the show, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> be sure to check out our YouTube pages, right? We have uh, YouTube pages. Um, and uh, uh, if you go to scottadamshow.com, scottadamshow.com, uh, there's a live YouTube page right on the front page. And you can click, you can subscribe, like, save, click the bell, and make it a part of your day. That's one of the few live 24 7 live youtube feeds yes we don't even record that we just feed it live everything that we do from show to show to show up and down the lineup but we're at the end of our show today my name is scott adams my name is leonor cravota and we'll see you next time on the radio be sure to check out the scottadamshow.com for the latest podcasts all right we'll see you there right up to there